here we go again. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neat on Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, and Brandino, and boys, do we have a special guest today? He is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt who on September 17th will compete in one of the most stacked ADCC divisions, probably in its history. One of the biggest events in jiu-jitsu history, probably, as well. Mm -hmm. He is the 2021 IBJJF American Nationals Super Heavyweight Champion. He is a quintet fight night champion. He has competed several times on who's number one in fight to win. He trains out of Assembly Jiu-Jitsu in Detroit, Michigan, by way of Ghana, Africa. He is... Hi, Sam. Rita. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, Sam. What is up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. First of all, like I said, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. I've been looking forward to it. Oh man, we've we've been. I, I'm I'm not even joking with you. Like you can ask these guys. Um, I think it was your Sloan climber match at who's number one. Ever since then, I'm like, I really want to get this Heisman guy on, man. I think he's, I think he's really good. I really enjoyed watching your matches and the the Orlando Sanchez one as well. I mean, I know you've probably heard those are probably your most like ones that you're yeah. probably most people talk to you the most about, right? So, um, you've yeah. been somebody we've been really, really excited to talk about, man. So, thank you for your time today because a lot for me, man. Thank you guys too. Well. Absolutely. Well, one thing that we do so at the end of usually our podcast we. We do these like we call them rapid fire they're just kind of fun no right or wrong question but since we have some listener questions we're going to save those for the end and if you're cool we'll do the rapid fire kind of as an icebreaker right here at the beginning is that let's cool no, let's go all right let's go john hit hey Sam with his rapid fire all right man these are uh like i said just quick questions just give whatever comes to your mind it's just supposed to be fun so first question favorite post-match food Ooh. oh man Arby's. Ooh, can't beat that. <laughs> yeah. Arby's, like, <laughs> I know it's not the healthiest, but right after every competition, my, my boy, uh, David Garmo, put me on. Since I moved there, I had those for the first time. And, like, I'll say, I don't eat fast food that much, but okay. if I have to pick Arby's, man, after every You, go, like, you go the curly fries? Curly fries? Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. What MMA fighter would you like to roll with? Ooh. Ooh, hey, John Jones. I've been a John Jones fan. Yeah, set that up. I'd love Long to see that. Time. If I ever have an opportunity to roll with him, it'll be John Jones. Hey, nice. you're, you're about his. You're pretty big, too. You'd be a good match. That'd yeah, be, that'd that be decent. Good. Yeah, actually, I studied a lot of his moves, too. So, <laughs> Uncle Chael. Uncle Chael set it up. Submission yeah. underground. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Let's go. I'm sure it's going to be an exciting one, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sandals or sneakers? Oh, man, Sandals. If it's in the summer, it's I easy. like it's yep. you know, jujitsu, you know, just yeah, getting in and go, you know. But also like sneakers too, depending on the situation. But I would go with sandals if that's yeah. The thing, yeah. I imagine sandals in Detroit probably isn't the move in the winter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking. Right now, you know, right now it's the summer. It's kind of really cool to walk around in the sandals, but definitely yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, All right, uh, favorite Detroit sports team. Uh, the Pistons. I gotta go with the Pistons, man. Nice. Got some up. young players coming up now. It kind of. I feel like the the Pistons are on the come up, bro. The next season. Yeah. <laughs> is it Sadiq Bay? That's their young guy right now, right? Hey, he, yeah, Bay, he's yes, looking sir. good. He looks nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. And they got uh Nathan here is a Purdue fan and they got his boy Ivy. Jay Ivy. Yeah, Hi Sam, get ready. Yeah. You guys got a good one. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Uh would you rather get free haircuts for life or a full time driver? <laughs> Free haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm haircuts. with you there. I'm going to drive my summarize. Well, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your go-to show to watch on a long flight? Uh, I would say 300. Yeah. Mm. Because most of my flight is like on the flight's war, you know, what sure. I mean by war. Right. Yeah. Mostly, if I'm going for ADCC, I'm going to take the flight. I'm not going to be watching any. I, I want to be in the zone all the time. So, like, movies like Gladiator 300. Let's go. Yeah. Gerard Butler. Like, keep you, put me in that, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Get you in the mood. Let's go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's an athlete in another sport that you'd love to see in the jiu-jitsu world? All right. You know what's funny, though? We've been talking about this <laughs> at gym, and we were waiting, like, I would really like to see LeBron James try jiu-jitsu, man. <laughs> That guy's a monster. I couldn't I'll, imagine. Yeah. Be honest, man. It might be like look like you a lot. I mean, like the way your athleticism, <laughs> right. your build, your size. I mean, yeah. it would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to see LeBron, like you know, in the uh, YouTube match or something like that. Yeah, it'd be crazy. <laughs> I feel like a lot of those are like that. Yeah. Um, would you rather be in the front seat on a road trip or have the back seat all to yourself? I will have the back seat all to myself. <laughs> Layout. Way better naps. Yeah, chilling <laughs> in the park, you know. <laughs> and this has been my favorite question I've came up with. Uh, if you could walk out to your matches with any live animal, what would it be? A giraffe. <laughs> That's, got it. That's yeah. the easiest one. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be. Well, gotta be. I, 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 I gotta. I gotta be loyal to the giraffe. I can't yeah. think of you know, <laughs> Can you imagine like waiting for somebody to come out and then they're walking out with a giraffe uh, and you're just oh like, man, God. I didn't even. I didn't even bring a dog or nothing. <laughs> Well, that's it for the rapid fire, man. Yeah, walk through the arena with a giraffe, man. We gotta figure out how he's gonna fit in there, by yeah. right. Absolutely. Well, hi, some. So you did a great interview a few months ago with uh, Chewy for his podcast on the Jiu-Jitsu podcast, um, and you really gave a detailed explanation of your journey from you know Ghana, where you were born, to Detroit. Um, so we like we don't really want to go too far in that because you guys did such a great job talking about it. We'd actually just reference people to go listen to that after this. But for people who okay. maybe don't know, they're listening to this for the first time. Just kind of give like a quick version of like what your journey was from like where you were born to like now living in Detroit. You know that whole process of getting there. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm uh, Haisam Rita, uh, originally born in Ghana, where I uh, I lived up until 15. You know, and uh, at the age of 15, you know, my dad had a, a job opportunity in Japan. You know, uh, my mom joined him a year prior to that. So, you know, while I, I got off uh, junior high school at the time, so we were just waiting. So my dad decided to invite me and my brother to, you know, to um, to Japan. And the reason was because after junior high school, we had like a six month period where you waiting to get into high school. That's how it works in Ghana, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, while we were waiting, my grandma was sick at the time, so nobody to really take care of us. So my dad decided to make us come and visit. And uh, when I visited Japan in 2009, you know, uh, I got there. It was supposed to be a little vacation for like six months. And uh, one thing led to the other. Uh, we decided to stay. And my dad is like, he's been part of my life, but, you know, with work and all the stuff, uh, he's been away most of the time, you know, so he didn't get to be around most of the time. Mm. So he decided like, hey, I'm not going to do this again. I want you guys to be around me now. So 
just like that, he decided for us to stay in Japan. You know, so eventually uh, I was waiting to get into high school. And then while waiting to that, I got introduced to Jiu-Jitsu through his, my dad's boss he was working with at the time. He owned a gym or he was planning on opening a gym, I think. And uh, it, it was a situation where it was like it was meant to happen because we were living on the third floor of the, the first floor. It was the, the, the Jiu-Jitsu gym, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, so uh, for me, it was just like I was waiting to get into high school. Okay, I was like, let me, let me, I, I might as well do something while I'm waiting, you know. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and uh, coming up, growing up, I played all, I played not, I wouldn't say different sport, but definitely soccer was one of the main sports that I played. And even though when I moved to Japan, I thought when I got into high school, that's what I wanted to continue to do. But, you know, in Japan, you have to be in high school to be able to do any sports activity if you're a teenager. Mm. You know, so while, until I got into high school, I couldn't do that, which, was a blessing in disguise because that gave me the opportunity to try jujitsu and you know i fell in love with it and uh you know uh, at some point i had to switch gyms too because i kind of outgrew the gym i was into so i moved to a bigger city that was in tokyo you know so when i got to tokyo you know uh, man it, it was one of the best moves that i do i met a lot of people um you know i got on like the quintet and all that stuff you know those or uh, you know i got the opportunity to meet people who you know, I've always struggled to get into the States, you know, yeah. because of where I'm from and all that stuff. But those opportunities to being able to showcase my jiu-jitsu to the world, that was the first time people actually got to see me. I'm like, oh, who is this? How come we never heard of him? You know, and some good Samaritans, man, they wanted to support me and my journey. And like somehow I got my visa approved. And uh, after 2020, I was like, man, I just, I just, excuse my French. I just uh, finally got my uh, my visa, and then the world seems like it went to an end, you know. And yeah. that was 2020, you know. Like I'm like, man, I gotta make a move, you know. I gotta mm-hmm. make, move. I can't be stuck here. So I have a friend, David Darmo, you know. He's yep. the one, and then we worked together briefly in Tokyo too. So I knew him, and uh, you know, while I was looking to make a move, you know, I wanted to come to the state and test the best if you want to be the best you're going to come here and go against the best sure so my whole thing you know so i'm like hey where can i possibly go and just it just clicked to me like you know david i'm like oh yeah that's my boy he just started the gym now you know i could help go help him run it you know so when i when i reach out to him i gave him that idea to him i was like man this is the best thing i've ever had let's make it happen yeah and uh yeah that's how uh so i i think i arrived in detroit 2020 november of 2020 and uh honestly i'll say i i I bet on myself huge and so far it's it's been it's been paying off you know it's like it was a big the best move that i did and like you know being in detroit detroit has taught me a lot of other stuff too and you know it stopped being out here you gotta you gotta it it stopped but like it gave me an opportunity to be able to pursue my dreams so i'm very very grateful for that and that's the backstory nice so with detroit like what has been some of the cultural differences from going from, you know, Africa to Tokyo to the Midwest in Detroit? Like those are all have to be very vastly different areas. Yeah, man. Like uh, I, I would say the most, the difficult one was def- obviously from Ghana to Japan. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that was a that was a huge you know change of culture like everything was shook you know I, I, if you listen to i was saying that i felt like everything around me got smaller when oh, I, yeah you know you, you know you have that image of like you know even though i was tall like as a teenager i was like i wasn't this tall but i was still pretty tall but then i got to japan i was like fuck i felt like a giant right away yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Am I allowed to like you know cancel stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good, absolutely. Flips out sometimes, you know. No, so, no, no, you're this, okay. This is in the pod. You're good. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> okay, you know. So, uh, you know, to me, it was, it was a huge difference. And looking back now, it's still good. I had great experience, but it was very hard in the beginning. You know, not not being able to speak the language. You know, just not understand what was the normal and what wasn't, and you know, uh, just not see go out work outside and like i said when we first moved to japan i wasn't in the big city i wasn't mm. i was in a small town outside of tokyo so it was rarely you meet someone who speak english you know oh, yeah. it was very rare to see anything like that tokyo is different don't get me wrong tokyo is much diverse you see all this sometimes you you like man am i in japan or where am i you know you yeah. know yeah. but like when I when I first moved there it was very difficult you know I, I'll say a word and they barely understand what I'm saying I'm like so it felt like I just resetted my life as a teenager. You know, my life just started getting exciting. I started to, you know, you know, get into girls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I was on top of the world and all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, nothing. I'm like, yo. What's going on? <laughs> so, but at the same time, I was pretty young. And like uh, for me to get into high school, I need to learn and get uh, learn some Japanese and all that stuff. But as soon as I started getting into that, making friends, got into jiu-jitsu, yeah. I, in like all everything started to you know get um come together and uh <clears throat> obviously my japanese level went up you know i started to make friends and uh you know jiu-jitsu was there so at the end of the day I, all i had to do was train jiu-jitsu so you know the difference was a little bit big but you know i started adjusting right away you know because in looking at it i was only 15 so i became more japanese than anything yeah <laughs> sure and uh <laughs> so what have you came to enjoy about detroit since you've been there Oh man, I'll say the training, <laughs> you know, right. uh, uh, like less distractions. So I'll say, you know, um, mm-hmm. so and what else is I? It's just like the 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 group of people mm-hmm. that I have, man. It's you know some of the toughest guys I've ever met. Yeah, and I have no idea when I before I met I moved here. You know, when it comes to the wrestling aspect too, some of the best wrestlers out here. You know, I get to work train with some of the the guys from Michigan State and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, I, I met some, uh, Jake Herbert. I don't know if you guys know him. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, Jake Herbert, yeah. he's like, he's one of my mentors right now. And I'm like, I, I had no idea when I when I decided to make a move, but it's sort of like everything, all the dots are connected. So when it comes to career-wise, you know, I, I, I you know, unconsciously made the best move. One more, yeah. one more question for me on the cultural thing. Do you, do you notice a difference in jujitsu when you were training in Japan versus here in America? Is there a difference in jujitsu styles there, like with training? So obviously the language barrier is different, but jujitsu yeah. specifically. Oh, I would say it's more like a, um, a cultural thing, just like Japanese. You know, it's the gi is still very popular in Japan. Mm-hmm. Sure, and I would say, especially like outside of Tokyo. Um, People are more like very conserved, like very respectful to where you get to walk a certain way, you get to bow a certain way, you get to talk to the the sensei a certain way. There, there was never like a kind of a friend relationship. 
with the, the sensei. It was always a little bit of, you, you know, you have to, especially in judo, when I had to, I trained judo even more strict than jiu-jitsu, you know. But here, I feel like everybody's more open. Yeah. You know, everybody's going. I, I hang out with a student, we talk. You know, at the same time, like, we, we do what we got to do. But I would say that's one of the biggest uh, differences. Like, in Japan, it's more very, you know, respect. You have to watch what you do. That's, well, in the beginning, I have to study all of that. Like, how am I going to fit in? How am I going to do that? But one also thing is, like, I don't know, it's like, this is just America. It doesn't matter where you're from. You know, most of people are just open. You know, yeah, a lot of people from different yeah. backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, like, I'll say, like, more mostly open, especially in the community you know, it's, it's more cooler here but yeah that's one of the main differences that i i i have noticed you know gotcha. for sure i love what you said about like coming here and like kind of betting on yourself because like here you are now you're an adcc invitee um and and just talk about that because like i know one thing you talked to chewy about was um you know you, with your american citizenship you could not or not having that you could not compete at the american trials you had to go to europe but you're like i just can't go to europe either so um man how much does that mean to you to be able to kind of bypass trials not have to worry about any of that and just get invited and just the day you found out like what was that feeling hey the day i found out the day i got the call you know uh, my boy david gamma was there we were all there we, we went crazy in the gym man. <laughs> it, it was, it was a, you know running around screaming like yo you know it was a surreal um you know opportunity because i've been working my whole life to the point where i think like man maybe i probably not gonna make it yeah so like, but you know let me see how far i could go sure so and with me it's like you know if you listen to that other podcast and the funny thing is like even when i was making that podcast i kind of had an idea about I, feel, I could kind of tell like you know maybe it's because i know now but <laughs> yeah. it's like you can kind of tell you were like thinking it was yeah. gonna happen yeah, yeah. I, I i just could it open but like to me it was more frustration because like sure. uh, the one thing that i wanted to do was to compete on the biggest stage in america you know but then when i got here it's like you know the the universe kind of stopped because of the covid and the traveling restriction and with my visa issues but I couldn't travel outside the country and yeah. I couldn't do the trials too. So I was, I, I got frustrated. So to me, I was like, man, I didn't, honestly didn't think I was going to get invited. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't think the, the one thing I, I mentioned more, I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, this is my situation. I just moved here. I want to do the trial. And with my nationality, I'm probably going to have to go to Europe. And it's not even like the option of traveling. I can't leave. Yeah right now because of my you know the time sure. of visa on right now and so is there any chance anyway you can let, allow me you know get a some kind of special agreement to do the trials in america sure and so i was hoping for that and uh, he reached back and like man i can do that i really yeah. understand your situation i can do that but you know because if i do that to you then everybody Live in America, who's non-citizen, have sure. to do the same thing. I can't say no to everybody. Uh, if I say yes to one person, I gotta say yes to everybody, which was pretty fair. But that was right before my elder Cruz fight, you know. Okay. So on uh, who's number one? So yeah. it's like, hey, but I got my eyes on you, though. Yeah. What do you think about plus ninety nine? I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter. Plus <laughs> minus plus eighty six. <laughs> tell me, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. And he said, like, hey, if you can come put on a convincing performance at the who's number one, then I might think about it you know so to me going into that fight was like everything was you know that's, on your, that's your trials right there that's your trial. I, I trials right there exactly yeah. so man and um i was just pretty very very happy to win the way that i did 
you know and if people some people might have a little bit of uh what's it called yeah own oh he didn't deserve that he doesn't have to sure. eat it yeah mm-hmm. At least that's your problem, you know. And to me, I have always believed in myself. I always believe I had a full set. I just didn't have the opportunity as quick. And but as soon as that opportunity came around, I I I bet everything on it and I put everything on the line, you know. And uh, luckily, man, I got lucky, so I'm not gonna uh, forget that part, you know. Yeah. Lucky have someone good like Mr. Mo to put me on, you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, from where I'm from, I'm the first person to be on a baby man. man. This is huge. Yeah, me. I'm very, very grateful. I'm very, very grateful. And just being on there is not enough. I'm gonna go out there and prove to the world that I belong. You know, I love it, man. You said right there that um, that Mo had said to you something about you know, would you be willing to do 99 plus? Was that maybe not your like your ideal weight class where you maybe want to do lower or is are you yeah. com- like what what were you thinking there? Yeah, I usually I'm, I'm, I work around 215. Okay. Know? And uh, so I, I do the super heavyweight, which is like two two fourteen. Yeah. And naturally, I'm just like the skinny type. I, I put up a lot of weight, though. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm around two twenty eight right now. So that's a that's wow. a good thing, you know. So, but um, yeah. Uh, if I could, if that was, I could decide to do the trials. I would have went with minus ninety nine because that's where I feel. That's where I've competed my whole you know life. My sure. whole. I mean, even like on who's number one, I, I compete on the 205 because mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I have the, the lamb, but also it's just like I'm a skinny type. It's easy to cut the weight down. So why go yeah. up if I can stay down, you know? But for the first time, I had the reason to actually move up. So, yeah. I, I, and I mean, it, it fits your storyline, right? You're you're always having to – your whole journey has been having to kind of go over things and, and kind of take the hard road. So it kind of fits – with yeah, your storyline exactly, exactly you know and i i am not in a situation to where kind of like pick and choose and all that stuff where hey yeah. it doesn't matter whoever is there let's go let's go and uh bro i'm gonna bet on myself i don't i don't care about all the odds who is in there man it's on i it's love on. it love it um, so one of the we had a few uh, some listener questions um, and one of the ones that I was kind of sticking out, you mentioned, obviously, your bracket is very big. Just kind of give me some of your, what are your general thoughts on your bracket? Like everyone that's in there, you, and is there anybody in particular you kind of feel like you match up well with? What are you, what are you thinking heading into the tournament? At this point, right, like, um, I, I, I know all those guys in there. I've, understood, I, I've been watching most of them, you know, some former ADCC champions, mm-hmm. you know, uh, obviously we have one of the, the king, God Ryan is in there too. Sure. But to me, it's just like, I feel like, like I have the best skill set to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's only going to take one wrong move. You give me that chance, mm-hmm. I'm gone. I'm going to take it. And even the people in the bracket understand that. Mm-hmm. They might not want to pay attention to it, but they know who I am and, you know, you. I have opportunity to chance of catching anybody. If anybody can do good in that division, I'm gonna bet it on myself. And man, it doesn't matter who they give me first round. I don't even think about it. I'm just ready for whoever, bro. I'm yeah. ready for whoever. So excited. Well, and another listener, we're kind of tying some listener questions here already, but it works. It fits here. Is um, one thing that we got is somebody asked, "What is your thoughts of a potential match with Gordon Ryan?" Because I mean, obviously, like you have the opportunity potentially to face, you know, the best, the greatest yeah. Nogi grappler of all time. So it's got to be something you're thinking about. So what are your thoughts hey, on a potential matchup there, man? Yeah, I mean, like uh, he's the he's the guy to beat in the bracket, right? Yeah. 
And if anybody could do it, I feel like I have the physique, you know, the the, the strength to match his, his style. And uh, man, I, I know a lot of people have been wanting to see it, you know, to <laughs> yeah. the point where, okay, he's been true, like, like, Brazil, like, okay, how about we give him this Ghanaian who come from Japan, you know? But hey, <laughs> I'm from a different place, you know? And it took a hard road for me to be here. Right, it doesn't yeah. matter who's in front of me. And, uh, uh, sorry, I, if I'm moving, I'm going off question, but no. it doesn't who who who's in front of me got a Ryan. And to me, I don't feel any pressure of anything small opportunity. You know? Yeah. Just being the first guy in a long time to be God of like how big that's gonna be. It'd you be know? Crazy. And I know this is a life changing opportunity for me, you know, to put family food on the table for my family and do all that stuff. So man, it's a win or die. And that's that's my that's my mindset going in there, you know. Love it, man. Going into this bigger division, are you uh, upping your strength and conditioning? Are you oh, yes. bulking yes. up, oh, yeah. hitting hit them, hitting them weights? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the good thing with me is like you know, since back in March when I wanted to do the trials and all that stuff, and when Mo gave me that little hint that he has this eye on me, man, I just started working right away. Yeah. I called my trainer, I'm like, hey, this is what it's gonna be. Boom, I started working on my strength. So to me, it's just like, it didn't gonna be like, oh, two months before the event or a month before we have a, a camp, bring everybody together. Sure. I just want to stay consistent for a long time. Yeah. You know, right away. And then, you know, I, when I had the girls around 210 at the time, I'm 228 now. You know, it's like, uh, I changed yeah. my diet, I changed my conditioning, everything. And it's not just putting up weight, but be able to move while you have all the weight on top, you know, mm-hmm. you know stuff. So I have a long time to prepare for this. So, man. I feel like I'm going to surprise a lot of people. I'm going to surprise a lot of people. Can't wait. Yeah, we're hyped. Uh, so one thing I do want to know is because we're kind of just under a month out now. What yeah. What is like a typical, like let's just say ADCC camp week? Because I'm sure you're kind of considering this a camp. I know you said you've been working since March, but what is yeah. your typical training week right now looking like heading into, like I said, just being a little over under a month out, excuse me. Uh-huh. So it's just like the same stuff every morning. I know let's, as you, let's take a Monday, for example, you know, I wake up my first, I have my strength and conditioning first in the morning, you know, take a little break. So let's say from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I do that, you know, I have my uh, wrestling class, wrestling with uh, like Coach Jake and all that stuff right after that, you know, do my drills, go over that. And then I'm going to do another class, you know, from like 11.30 to, you know, uh, what they call, like to the very end where we, we have specific training, you know, so we okay. be even though we it's a class we have our own guys and you know, i have those guys coming from like these college kids you know the wrestlers for me come in help me with my wrestling and then you know just specific training so that'll be it and then take a little break all afternoon and recover and do all i gotta do and come back again at night and then repeat the same stuff you know and then once i started getting closer and closer now we we, we specifically working on that so it's like okay 10 minute rounds how am i gonna start i'm gonna start from you know, trying to pull guard, play how I'm going to do the, like, trying to stay on, on the bottom as long as I can, or stay on top, it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. and then, I, you know, like, the ADCC, I know when to go for the try, uh, the points, and when not to, you know, so, specifically, I've been focusing more on the point system, you know, it's going to be a lot of wrestling trying to hold, and ADCC is one of the hardest to score, it's had, a, had the, the, the toughest rule set to score on the opponent, so, yeah, right. I've been working a lot of uh, uh, point star, 
going into that. I don't want to give a lot of things away. Oh, for yeah, sure. Don't, don't worry. About it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I just feel prepared and excited, man. You know, so uh, like I said, it's not going to be a huge camp, but still, it's more like camp than nothing. And also, it's just like staying consistent for a long time. And sure. Ready, you know. Yes, sir. What was it like? Um, I know you trained a little bit with Jake Herbert, like you said. I, I I'm a wrestler myself. I grew up watching a lot oh, of, yeah. a lot of college wrestling, so I watched Jake oh. when he was tearing it up for Northwestern. Yeah. And so yeah. I just want to know for you, what, what's it been like getting to train with him? I'm sure that's been awesome for you, just to kind of get that element to your game. Awesome, man. It's like just uh, when I found out more about Jake and then getting to me, I'll say he's more like a coach and a mentor to me than mm-hmm. actual training partner. Okay. Because much bigger much faster before he used to he used to fuck me up a lot <laughs> <laughs> but not now <laughs> he used to fuck me up a lot but now like yeah and I'm 228 and 12 what's up he says to himself and he helped bring like you know bigger guys you know find big guys who could like actually go with me sure. but it feels like the most thing I'm more grateful for is like the little details of wrestling you know sure. how you can use the hand fights all the little things you get to and to get to to learn directly from someone like that mm-hmm. to me it's like whew, i'm yeah. very grateful for that man i'm very grateful for that and uh, like i said again i'm gonna surprise a lot of people <laughs> so <you> make, i'm <laughs> excited I know, I know you don't. I don't. I'm not asking you to give away specifics of like your game plan or how you're going in, but like with the wrestling, because it is a big part of ADCC, and yeah. you know you're not traditionally a wrestler. Or, you know you didn't come up as one. So, what yeah. like I guess not really like what your style, but you know, are you are you working like directly like takedowns, like blast doubles? Are you looking for like trips? I know you said hand fighting stuff. Oh, so yeah. like, is that kind of going to be more of the approach you're going to take there? Yeah, um, I would say I. Uh I did judo for a long time in Japan. Okay. So I have pretty good throws where we tied up. So a lot of stuff that I do is like, how can I set up my throws using the wrestling or like set up those stuff from yeah. like a defensive wrestling style to get in the trips and all that stuff. So it definitely won't be, I'm, I'm not a type of person to like shoot for like blast double or like shoot for uh, yeah. like a double, all that stuff now. I'm gonna definitely gonna be a lot of hand fights. Definitely gonna be a lot of setups. You know, I'm trying to mix my judo with my wrestling, and um, you know the way I move. The it's very very on. Uh, what's the right way? Unpredictable, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's gonna surprise a lot of people for sure. That's the that's the best of both worlds. You got Japanese judo and Midwest wrestling. I don't know if you could ask for <laughs> hey, a better base than that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Hey, well, final final question for me on the wrestling. Um, like like this may tie into you and Jake a little bit, but um, a lot of people talk about with wrestling, kind of the mindset, like the gritty, just getting after it mindset. Do, what's your take on that? Do you do you feel that? Do you do you feel like since you've been wrestling more, yeah. you've, you've noticed this, that? Uh, I, I've been wrestling more. I've been getting more into that mindset. Just like you know, you only can fight as hard as you can train. You know, oh, so it's just like. And I remember one time when I first started getting into. Uh, you know, just uh, training with Jake and, you know, I started reaching out to him because I used to not wrestle at all, you know, mm-hmm. my wrestling. Same. <laughs> when, I, when I moved to Michigan, you know, it was just somehow trying to survive. I had pretty good judo, that was about it. And sure. when I had the overhooks and stuff like that, I could do my uchimaras and stuff. But until, up until then, I was just like struggling a lot, you know, and Jake would just like throw me around. But then when I started playing around, you know, I, I, I remember asking him this one question, like, hey, 
you know, what was your mindset when you were competing in like all those like states, you know, nationals and all that stuff? I've been watching all this and he said, uh, win or die. Yeah. That's like, that's that, that's the, the, the answer he gave me. I'm like, win or die. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that just stuck with you. And that's just stuck with me. I'm like, okay, I think I like this mindset. <laughs> when he said, like, he's going in, you know, what he sees, opportunities, like, okay. This is like, this guy is trying to take food off my table. Like he's trying to take off everything that I, I've been working really, really hard for. That's like what is in front of him, you know? Yeah. And if he doesn't win, he's going to die. Guess what? He doesn't want to die. So he's going to put it all on the line, mm-hmm. which, you know, sometimes you lose, but, you know, you got to fight that way that like your life depends on it. And right. that was the mindset that I really love. And being like a, a, um, a big Kobe fan, you know, from my basketball days, mm-hmm. you know, I just love that type of mindset, you know, the mumbo yeah. mentality, yes. you know, I'm, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, you know. So yeah, exactly. When you when you talk about mind state and stuff as well, uh, does music play a big part in that for you? I know for us, music is a good part. Like when rolling, the music that's playing plays a, a little bit in my mind of mm-hmm. all right, this is something I could really go hard to. Like, does that yeah. is that something that comes in with you as well? Yeah, sometimes it's like uh, you know, just getting in the zone, you know, sometimes music doesn't for me. It, I used to be more rely more on music than I used to for now it's more like I just like to feel everything, the pressure, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I, I stopped listening to music before fights now. It's just like I want to soak everything in, just get in my zone, really, mm-hmm. not being distracted without even having anything on because I don't fight with the music in my ears. Yeah. Right. So, that, so I just have to feel the atmosphere, feel the pressure, you know. And I just love the pressure too, you know. It's a, to me, I see it as a privilege to be on there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, um, music used to be a huge part, but now it's just like I like just like to be there, you yeah. know, in, in the being in the zone myself. Yeah. Do you uh do you do much cross training? And if so, how important is that to you right now? I mean, I know you've got a great team around you, but is getting out and getting different looks important as well? Yeah, right now, like all the cross training I do, I do is around the Michigan area. You know, yeah. uh, what I, I I say, I've always been a cross training guy, even since I was in Japan. I, I joined one of the biggest schools, uh, Carpe Diem, like I said, mm-hmm. to, to get in better training patterns and sure. all that stuff. But uh, with me, it's just like I feel like I steady all. It doesn't matter whoever I'm training with. After a while, I get used to their style. I can sure. counter and all that stuff. So yeah. I just have to mix it up a little bit, you know, to see where I'm at, you know, to so people catch me off surprise. Or go up against people who don't know what I, my go-to stuff are and see how it works really good with them too. So that's my reason for just liking to cross-train. Also, I, it's safe to say I get bored with the same training partner. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and- There's nothing worse than somebody knowing your go-to move and you know there's... <laughs> now you guys are just using your C game against each other and it's not even fun. Which uh don't get me wrong, that's that's a good tip too though, because right you know, going against guys who know what you're gonna do and you can still hit it or like they force you to think differently and do it in a different way. That's a I, another good thing. But you know, to me it's just like I just like to mix it up a lot. You yeah. know, so right now I go to Detroit Jiu-Jitsu, which is like it's kind of like affiliate, but it's like right in the middle the center of Detroit that's like the real Detroit and then assembly is like a little outside of sure you know, it's a much of nicer area Bluefield Hills you know so I just move around and then uh, I guess some of these uh, college kids come in and uh, we wrestle each other most of the time they beat me up I'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? but, hey, <laughs> if I can take that beating from them I can take a beat I, I'll be okay with anybody that's yeah true. especially yeah. college wrestlers say. exactly <laughs> yes sir so uh, I got a quick question for you because it's something we've talked about with some of these bigger matches. 
how do you feel about the no time limit rule set? Guys going for an hour, two hours at midnight. <laughs> people got to work the next day. Like, how do you? Because like, in the streets, obviously, you know, if you're looking at self defense, you're not gonna grapple somebody on the street for an hour. So it's just a weird. I just wanted to see how you felt about that rule set. Um. So the the, the no time limit on an event like that, I I felt like, uh, especially with. The first one, the very first one, like uh, I think the who's next finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and the, I, I don't mind the low time limit. You know, if that's what the rule set is, it's, it's gonna be. But I feel like the time, the timing. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not starting at ten p.m. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, especially being on the East Coast. You know, you gotta go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think that who's next? Like Gordon yeah. was up next. I don't even think yeah. that match happened until like midnight. Yeah, I, like, I didn't agree with that. It's like at least can you make it the last fight of the night? You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I, I didn't see like one of the best guys in our sport. You know, was gonna fight. We all gonna wanted to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he was gonna go against Pedro. Then we had this uh, no time limit right before that the main event, which. To me, I didn't. I, I I thought it wasn't the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, even though I don't mind the no time limit, you know, it, it's supposed to be. Um, but also, it depends on the day. Yeah. Not on the Sunday either. You know, right. maybe Saturday would have been considerable. You know, but like I, I know most people have to do stuff on Monday, and not many people are gonna stay past midnight watching. Uh, um, you know, the event. So the the only issue was, I'll say, the timing. Yeah. If they, Everything I'm cool with it. Let's say it started 3 p.m. Man, that's what right. I do all day. I, I love Jiu Jitsu, so I, I could have it on just chilling and watching. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's all about the time, you know. If I have to go to bed, then now it's just like, oh man, I want to really want to see this, but I gotta go to sleep, you know. Oh, so true, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree, especially okay. this this last one, Gordon Philippe. I was like, man, can we, it's like Sunday night, can we just start with that? Like, yeah, exactly. you know, it's yeah, like exactly. we, we know these matches go long. So, well, if you guys don't have anything else, uh, let's get into our listener questions. You guys, go I got ahead. one more thing, yeah. Quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to ask, what is your favorite like sweep or submission that you used to do as like a white belt or a blue belt, but it just don't present itself at a high level anymore, but you love to do it to people when you first started? <laughs> and let's be honest, you probably still do it to white belts today. <laughs> I was, uh, I've always trained mostly in the gi, you know, so when I started um, jiu-jitsu, it's like my coach used to just like let me play all the spider guard and like, you know, close guard stuff. So I remember up on some through, but I'll never open my close guard. I was, it was like the damn, mm-hmm. so I was really good at the scissor sweep. I opened it and get you in the scissor sweep, boom, mm-hmm. get on top, Amber. That was yeah. my thing, up onto blue belt, then now everybody knows that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I was supposed to get creative, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, those are my good scissor sweep, mounts, Amber. My well, used to be my go to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what? Well, hi, Sam. The first uh, listener question we have is probably one I bet you get a lot, but it is, what is your best advice for a white belt? And this is from a white belt. <laughs> shocker. <laughs> There's a shocker. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, I, um, I take it one, one day at a time, you know, um, show up and you're not going to get good in a week you know you, you can you, you can only learn as much so just keep showing up and just understand that you're gonna get your ass beat a lot in the beginning that's yeah. the best way to learn so you know just put your ego aside everything aside and then take it as like a learning time now you know you're just learning it now until you start figuring out your own style and all that stuff so patience and show up and train 
Next question is at your level, what do you do to make sure that you are constantly getting better? The same advice. Same thing, kind of ties <laughs> in there. You know, taking it one day at a time. And, uh, Let just... these college kids come in and just take you down over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to this level, you kind of understand your style. You know what you've been doing. You know your weakness. You know, that's that. You know, the more at this age of my career, it's like I kind of, I used to do everything you know, anything, just like curious. But now it's just like, I understand my weakness. I know my strength. And it's just like working on my weakness every day, showing up and, you know, putting everything aside and just being honest with myself and then working on my weakness. And my the, the side that I'm good on, I just keep polishing it. And there's yeah. always something new you got to learn. You know, I, I still go to classes. I, I teach most some of the classes. David teaches classes. I still, I'm always a student too. I go and show up, learn everything new, you know, even with uh, some of my training partners, we share ideas right after the class and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. to me, that's the stuff that I do to make sure I, I'm staying, I, 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 I'm staying better. And also I watch a lot of videos, you know, potential guys that I got to go against and see yeah. what they're doing, what they're doing next, you know, like the Felipe Gordon fight, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what I was watching, you know, okay, what, I, what can I possibly learn to give me advantage if I'm going against one of them. Right. Yeah. My, our instructors always talking about that, about like always you should be watching the best guys in the world and like seeing what they're doing and, and all that stuff. So I, and you said there about coaching and I think you kind of answered it in there, but you, you didn't start coaching until you came to uh, Detroit, correct? Um, no, I was coaching in Capadien. Okay. So, but even there, did you feel like once you started coaching that that made you better? Just, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way better because like now I started thinking about the techniques on the deeper details that sure. I usually work, you know, because now it's like I'm I'm responsible for teaching other people and they're gonna ask questions, they're gonna ask oh, why is this and this. So at least to me it's just like and actually I I, I don't know why I didn't bring that up, but yeah, to true teaching actually helped me improve a lot. Yeah. Now I see the details, I, I think about it in deeper deeper details that I, I, I used to not before I started coaching and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, just teaching what you know to other people also helps, keeps you or helps improve your techniques. I think. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This next one, I'm pretty sure it came from one of your assembly teammates. Actually, I'm, I think I do know it did, uh, but it says anyone from assembly coming up that we should keep an eye on with the eye emoji. So I'm guessing he was hoping you said him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not, I, won't, I won't tell you his name. You got to, uh, <laughs> we'll see if you say his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's this kid. His name is Harry. All right. Okay. He's, uh, I think, 18, 19 years old. Okay. Uh, he's getting good real fast. Yeah. And I think right now he's still like, you know, a hidden gem, I'll say, but he's going to be a problem. Nice. He's already in. He's still a blue ball. He's wow. already in. Yeah. You know, eventually the world is going to know about him for sure. And any, I feel like Harry, is the, he's the guy on the come up. Yeah. Any, any big matches for him coming up that we could maybe see him? Um, I think he's doing the ADCC Open. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. just uh, keep an eye out for him for sure. What are the vibes like at Assembly? Like on a day-to-day, like, you know, what what's the environment like, you know? Oh, man, it's just like good vibes man yeah. you know the, the, the facilities is super clean we have some of the best competitors around this michigan area that always you know come true you know everybody who's serious about competing in like you know or being a jew to compete or like around this area they all come true so it's just like 
a tough room when you walk in, but everybody does as nice. And like right after training, we have a cool lobby area where everybody sit and you know we have the best playlist too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just always good vibes, bro. It's always good vibes after training, you know, yeah. doing the dance and all that stuff, you know. So we just have fun with what you do, you know. Next, yeah, so. next question: Any aspirations of trying MMA? Yes. Uh, oh. Oh. And no, at the same time, I'm very interested in doing MMA. Like I've always been around MMA and my old stuff. I, I even, you know, I tried a little bit of a uh, kickboxing back in the day. Okay. But at the same time, it's like okay. Uh, I gotta see. I just got here <laughs> like two years ago. I gotta see how far I can go with yeah. the two. Yeah. You know, and, and to be honest, too, like the main reason if I ever gonna get yeah. into MMA is just like you know the big check. But <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. I, I, but if I can do that through jujitsu, I might save myself the brain damage. But yeah. <laughs> well, I heard yes. you. I've heard you in a, in another interview say that you know you looked up to a guy like Adolfo Vieira. So you yeah, know he's a yeah, guy yeah. that even later, you know, I don't think he really yeah, got into MMA exactly. until later in his thirties. You know, so um, you got time, man. You got and you're and you're killing it right now. I w- I don't blame you. Yeah, exactly. And I watch guys like Francis Ngannou who started. Um, I, I think he started MMA. Yeah. It, when he was 30 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, there's no rush in that. I can just, <laughs> and even Bushito is killing me right now in, yeah. uh, in uh, MMA world. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I imagine all the uh, African fighters coming up in the UFC has to be really motivating as well. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey I'm telling you for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, we have this uh, friendly rivalry in uh, Africa, like Ghana and, um, Ghana and Nigeria are very, you know, we're really close. We mm-hmm. in West Africa, we both like English speaking country. We have the similar style. So, you know, eventually they have they had the, the first African UFC mm-hmm. They have to, uh, no Kamaru just lost, but you yeah. know, uh, and they they will let us uh, stop hearing about that. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys got the UFC. I'm gonna be the first ADCC champion. Yeah, there it is. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Next one. What has been your favorite moment or match? Oh man, favorite moment. I have a lot of uh, <laughs> but I'll say my breakthrough on Quintet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my breakthrough on Quintet and um I was a brand at the time when I went to compete against that. And to just have that third submission and I look up to the crowd and I saw my my coaches, you know, mm-hmm. my coach of when I first started Jiu-Jitsu. And, you know, the, all the guys that supported were front row. And we just, like, lock eyes. And I could see through his eyes that, you know, yeah. how happy he was. Sure. And that moment was just like, Wow, that's awesome! This is this is cool feeling, man. Mm-hmm. It kind of motivated me to keep going harder because I wanted to see that look on his face again, you know. And he, I think he's gonna be here for ADCC, um, you know, traveling from Tokyo to to come and support. Oh, that's so awesome! I'm looking forward to that too, as well. So yeah, I'll say that was one of my best moments. Just like the crowd cheering for me on the big stage. That was my first time breakthrough. Nobody heard of me until that time, and just lifting your head and like, whoa. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. really cool. And since then, you know, I wanted that feeling back. It was like kind of a high, and uh, you know, I kept chasing it. You know, I've, I've had some good performances on who's number one and all that stuff. Sure, but I want specifically just like 
having that image is still stuck in my head, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. The next one was actually, we kind of already answered. It was about, you know, your, your training week. So the next one is, uh, what type of weight training are you doing specifically to prepare for ADCC? Yeah, so weight training is like, uh, I'm not very good into that subject. You know, I have my trainer. <laughs> Time. show up yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I went out to him like hey this is what i got before we used to do a lot of endurance and stuff trying to get my stamina because i didn't need to put on a lot of weight mm-hmm. i went out to him like hey this is that i have adcc i have to be at least you know this heavy to yeah. get there how can i do that and uh he said i got you and he he trained you to he understand my body oh, that's and, nice um you know, we, we did a lot of like pushings where you're going to be. Uh, we, we focus a lot of my lower back, my legs, and just like max training, okay? Just trying to go as fast as I can. And yeah. I'm pretty strong, you know, rush mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I'm surprising myself too because I've been doing a lot of numbers that I didn't, th- I didn't think is possible. And, you know, my, my diet program and all that stuff, and that's, I just stay consistent on that. So I, I can't really say about um, my which training style will say we're going super heavy not right now. That's scary for these people out here. Do you, do you enjoy the weight training or is it more of just a means to an end for you? Like just getting you bigger? Actually, I, uh, I, I've grown to enjoy it now. Okay. I, I, I never used to be the guy, you know, I've, I've been always skinny for a reason. I never really <laughs> I needed to, to lift weight to, you know, but once I started going to it more and, you know, even that, this guy, he trains all these NFL guys around here. Yeah. So we do a lot of explosion movement, you know, like, and it's not just like pure push up. It's just like, you know, slow push, you know, explosion stuff. Like yeah. Explosion, uh, base movements, you know. Okay. So, and um, yeah, this, this is the stuff. And Sorry then, that I'm just a little shaky, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're good. Great, no, man. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I totally follow what you're saying. And then how many times a week are you meeting with him to do, your weight and stuff four times a week four times wow because so, yeah. i always feel like you know especially like i notice like when guys start out it's it's always especially if guys are coming from that weightlifting world or you know guys get in and they're like oh i need to get stronger it's like especially early on a lot of jujitsu players i feel like battle with that how much should i be lifting to how much should i be just training what would be yeah. your advice on that uh, i feel like you should find someone you trust who really understand your body and he, he can like really uh, to me too I, I never really understand a lot of like this strength um mm-hmm. training program stuff i thought like he just gotta go out there lift as hard as he can you know like you know like it's crazy how like even like the resting is important yeah of mm-hmm. strength, you know the time you sleep and all mm-hmm. that stuff so to me my program right now is on monday i do upper body tuesday lower body we do lower body um you know like um tuesday lower body wednesday I, I don't lift on Wednesdays. We take a rest, then come back again Thursday and Friday. And then Thursday, we focus more on like upper body, the back, lower back, mm-hmm. all okay. that stuff. And then Friday, we do another legs again. So it's a different type of legs. Yeah. Sometimes we focus on like, you know, all those knees over toes stuff, guy, you know, yeah. <laughs> movement, which, you know, I, I feel like really, really, really important because it's just like not just being strong, but also preventing injuries and like moving in like, you know, usually... I would never do that. Even the type of pull-ups we do, you know, before I used to, I thought I could do a lot of pull-ups until I started working with him because he, he, we always start with like zero advantage, really full extension and then trying to pull all the way up, you know, yeah. and then 
Yeah. When I started getting that, we adding weight and all that stuff to it. So, you know, just take it easy. You know, you, you're not going to go five, six times a week and, and be able to train jiu too. you know. And like I said, if you're a jiu athlete, you know the main thing is being on the mat. Yeah. You know, I'm not training for for to go powerlifting or anything like that. So right. we try to work around it, you know, and then make sure no injuries, if anything, to prevent yeah. injuries, you know. So I'll, I'll say uh, find someone you try to take it slow and, you know, once your body, your body always adjusts and then that's, you can take it up, up from there, you know, but you got to listen to your body too. Yeah. The next it's, one I'm sure is one you probably get a lot, but what made you go all in on jujitsu over any other sport? Uh, what is it about jujitsu? It was, it was the passion, man. And like I said, growing up, I, I grew up in Ghana. I was pretty good in playing soccer. I, you know, I got into basketball. But one thing I noticed, even when I went to Japan, it's like I, I, um, when I started training in high school too, I started realizing my high school team wasn't very good. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't very good. I was really, I was the best guy on the team. Yeah. And I was put on my best performance and we still lose at the end of the day. And just one thing about losing that just yeah. – I couldn't handle it. Then, <laughs> you know, when I got into jiu-jitsu, I'm like, ah, I don't, even, I don't have to rely on team. Yeah. Everything goes wrong is just on me. Mm-hmm. But then, until then, I was just like kind of dabbling around until after high school. And after high school, I actually traveled to Brazil, you know, mm-hmm. because up until then, I didn't really believe, you know, that's kind of like self-belief when you don't really have it, you sure. know, in the beginning, I was, I didn't know if I could like compete with like, the best of the best, you know, and I couldn't go to the state too. Uh, even as a blue belt, I always wanted to do the worlds, but I couldn't go there. So I was like, okay. And my coach at the time was like, okay, why don't you go to Brazil? Just check it out, you know. But when I went there, I did the, the Sao Paulo Open, you know, okay. and, and I won my division. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I took second in the in the open weight and the guy I lost was kind of bloody. He wasn't the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was lighter than me at the time, you know, but <laughs> uh, way, way light, but he was still very good. You yeah. know, and knew he, I think he was the juvenile world champion at the time, you know, that was back in 2015. And so yeah. I knew who he was and it was a pretty close fight. And, you know, that was, that event was uh, a confidence boost for me. Yeah. Yeah. Self-belief. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can do this. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and that's when I, I decided to go all in. So I came back to Japan. I was with the team I was for a little while. You know, 2016, I saw an opportunity. I decided to move to Tokyo and then join a bigger team. And yeah, that also ended up being a big move because I, the quintet would have never happened if I if I didn't move to Tokyo. You know, I would have never met the people I met who helped me in my visa to get to the states. So, yeah. I, I took a, bit, a lot of big risk in my life, but yeah. most of the time it's all paid out, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and did I understand that when you were a youth in Ghana, you played for the youth national team in soccer? Yes, yes, I did. That's, I did. I was, uh, everybody who knew, who knew me growing up, uh-huh. yeah, people are still surprised that I'm fighting, bro. Like, especially from where I'm from. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have this nickname called a computer because I was just so fast, you know? Really? Like, what position? <laughs> what position did you play? I was a striker. I either oh, yeah. played nine or seven. Nice. Any? Uh, did you play with any like bigger? Because I know like uh, the IU brothers. They both play for Ghana, correct? I don't. Did yeah, anybody like? Did yeah. Anybody? So we were around the same. They were in a different like how would I say? Uh, 
neighborhood, I'll say. Okay. So depending on where we say, I was from Medina. Yeah. And there's from like Legon. Legon is a little bit of like, you know, okay. big money, big money area. So we used to think of that. And yeah, they are the, they are the kids of like one of the biggest legends in the Ghanaian soccer. Yeah. I Yeah. I bet the pillar. So they had it easier than most of us, I'll say. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never really competed against them. We never was on the same team, but we always knew who they were, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I made it to the, the finals before I moved to Japan. That same year, we went all the way national national um, event. Mm. I, I guess we call it the state's championship. And we lost in the finals. That was like, mm. the first thing <laughs> that, you know, you know, we lost in the finals. I was the goal. Um, Oh, what was the right word to say? The goal king? Does that make sense to you like guys? The, like the goal scorer? Yeah, the goal scorer. So yeah. I ended up having the most in that tournament. You yeah. Know? Oh, so yeah. Everybody goals. was like, they knew I was on the path to becoming a professional. Then everything just really changed. You know? Then jujitsu <laughs> happened. Well, so as, as, a, time, as, yeah, a, as our resident... Go ahead. Go ahead. Same time, I didn't... I don't even know if it was going to happen because... Soccer, that was on this, the only major sports in Ghana. And yeah. it's very, very, very competitive. Very competitive. And all the guys that I knew growing up, only one guy that I know made the national team and he's playing in Europe now. Wow. You know, I know a lot of good people. So when, uh, you know, I'm, I stay humble for a reason. You know, I stay very grateful for a reason because I'm, I'm not here because of uh, my abilities only. Because I've met a lot of people, you know, growing up who were way more talented than me, but yeah. never had opportunities to leave where we're from, you know. So I, I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm very grateful the way my life went, and I got to pick something like jujitsu. And my plan one day is to take it back home because I can help a lot of future kids too, you know, to come through to have other opportunities. Just imagine, you know, guys like me coming out of Africa one day to compete. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. I was actually just about to ask that if there was any kind of jujitsu scene in Ghana, but if not, if that's something that given your position now in the sport, and if that's something one day, maybe that you want to go back and try to grow there. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, It's finally, there's like some spot that are starting to open up in Ghana now, but uh, it's still not very big in Africa in general. Okay. You know, when, once it's all said and done, when I'm done competing much, yeah, that's one thing I want to take on, you know, promoting Jiu-Jitsu in Africa. Awesome. Next listener question. Don't kill us. We just, we're just repeating here. How many <laughs> times does Garmo try to guillotine you? <laughs> Every time. Every time. Hey, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I probably got to take a mind of the reason why he has like a vicious gelatin grip, bro. Yeah. Hey, you gotta be in there to fill it. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and also he's the reason why I don't like to shoot for plus doubles. I bet. <laughs> he's the reason. Every time I attempt that, he's gonna make me feel. Every time. Mm-hmm. Every time I I want to go for it, I take that any kind of thing. You know, it, it could be like even and this guy is just like he got his guillotines are way too good and way too tight. It's just like he can make mistakes. You give him the opportunity, he's gonna take your neck. You know. Yeah. But. It's fun. It's fun rolling with me. And that's my guy, though. You know, yeah. that's my guy. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Last one. We definitely saved the toughest one for last. Um, I don't even know how you're going to answer this, but do you like Baja Blast? What? <laughs> that was a real question that we got. We had. We were like, we're just going to ask it. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. It, it's a. It's a drink. It's called Mountain Dew Baja Blast. 
Mountain Dew. I I know Mountain Dew. Have you have you ever heard of the flavor called Baja Blast? Oh, but literally no. <laughs> you can only get it at Taco Bell, so that's not, that'll let you know how. Yeah, uh, you don't eat fast food. You wouldn't even know. About it. <laughs> what was the question though? What was the question? Though? It was we. So in in our in our team group chat, we asked if anybody had questions, and one of the kids in our gym said, "Ask him if he likes Baja Blast." So. Hey, yeah, I love Baja Blast. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Hey, that that's that's what we got for you, Hysam. Um, obviously, we just we cannot thank you enough for your time today. Um, our instructor Jacob Herlock and our whole team uh, at Gaha Brazilian Jiu Jitsu just wants to pass on, wish you luck, man. We're we're really rooting for you. We are here as well. Um, and go put on for some Midwest Jiu Jitsu, man. I know you guys are Detroit versus everybody, but this time just just take the whole Midwest, man. You're putting on for all of us. Yeah, hey, exactly. Hey, we do it for the Midwest. That's for sure. And uh, and don't be afraid to hit a little neon belly on somebody, and just find the closest camera and just flex right in. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I I forgot to add that neon belly always been my go-to move. Let's bro. go! Yeah, Let's go. Go. it was meant to be. <laughs> you no know, neon belly, go for that the ambas. You know, I have some cool tricks that I do from the neon belly. Actually, I, oh so, yeah, ooh, it, it was meant to be. I think. Yeah. We so, might, maybe we need to yeah, come up and I do gotta it. add one more thing. It's yeah. like sweep from close guard, the scissor sweep, neon belly, ambas. That's that. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Man, we might need to uh, come up to assembly and film a little neon belly instructional with you then. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I think that would be some A1 content right there. Uh, you guys ever do that reverse neon belly, like spin to the armbar? No, I, I don't. I'm, you're going to have to. Yeah, I'm really like interested oh. in that. All right. Okay. I'm going to show you. I'm going to make a video and send it to you guys. Please, yeah, please. That's awesome. That's, you know, we, yeah. yeah I, I'm like, that's when you said that. I'm like, I really want to know what this is. Yeah. I'll show you guys that. Oh. So how, you know how you do the regular knee on belly? But yeah. You switch mm -hmm. the knees, you know, set them up, step like a capoeira back step yeah. to the upper. I used to hit that a lot. I still hit those. To be honest, so, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, please send that. Yeah, I, I really. Am I got you. I, I got you guys. No worries. Uh, where Where can people find you, Hisam? Like, where? Like, give some links. Like, ever, anything you want to shout out? Anything? Yeah. Um. I obviously I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, like Hyperfly. You know, Gifted Performance. Uh, if you If you ever want to get into nutrition, check them out. Gifted Performance. They nationwide. You can find them everywhere. Hyperfly have the best gears in Jiu-Jitsu and. Uh, for me personally, I'm more active on uh, Instagram. You can find me on uh, Hysam AJJ or uh, my Facebook page, uh, the Hysam Reader Official. So, okay. We'll throw all that in the description for the show yeah. notes for this. So we got it's you. Man. Appreciate you guys, man. Hey, we appreciate you, boys. Oh, yeah, man. One more time, give it up for Hysam Reader. <laughs> Hi, yeah. thank you, man. Good luck at ADCC. This dude. was like, fun, guys. This yeah, was fun. This was a guys. great time, man. And, and we're, we're really you, rooting for it. We'll yeah, be look watching. Look forward to watching you, man. Excited. Yeah, that's it. I got to put on the show. Awesome, man. Thanks, Hysam. Yeah. Thank you.